Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. On this Saturday morning, we're going to be talking about the Bucks. what's going on with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, talking about week nine of college football, and of course, the fall classic starts this weekend. The number here, 877-448-7901, sports at power. 901.com is the email. We'll be right back to kick off the show. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 43 56 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com. F O R M A G G I O S.com. Formagios Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully, everyone's having a great week and looking forward to a, a fun filled weekend of sports on the docket, whether it's the World Series whether it's college football today or the NFL and the Bucks, But we have to talk about the Bucks right now. What they have done or haven't done in the last three weeks is, is pretty scary. Uh, throwing it out there for Halloween, it's very, very scary what they're doing. Started with the Pittsburgh game. Then we had the Carolina game where they lost without Christian McCaffrey there for Carolina. Followed up by... Uh, the game on Thursday night. And if you look at all those games, uh, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore is a pretty good team. So I can see that game being close. If you want to tell me that um, when the season started, we're going to lose to Buffalo 27 to 22. I might be able to understand that one a little better than what happened against Carolina and Pittsburgh. We've lost the last three games that we've played. We are three and five right now. Um, actually, that record is three and five. We're behind the Atlanta Falcons at three and four in the NFC South, which is a very weak division. So that's the only saving grace right now, trying to stay positive, being the record that we are. At least we're in a division where I really think that eight and nine is probably going to win that division. When you have Atlanta, Carolina, the Saints. The Saints are two and five right now. Panthers are two and five right now. We'll see what the, the Falcons do this weekend. But there isn't any reason that we can't end up winning this division, as scary as that might sound, uh, at eight and nine or nine and eight, whatever it might be, or, or who knows, maybe even less than that. But what has to happen between now and then? We're going to have to go five and four somehow. Now, looking at the schedule, you can look at the schedule and see what games you think the Bucks are going to win those five games at. You might have a hard time picking five considering the way that they're playing right now. Million dollar question is why are they playing the way that they are? They started off this season wanting to run the ball. We want to be a run first team, head coach Todd Bowles said. Well, 
Fournette, who's your lead back at 26 yards, came out. We're trying to run the ball and establish the run. We do that in the first series. Fournette has 13 yards on one run. They actually look pretty good, go down and, and score. Then they stop. They run, I think, nine more times the whole rest of the game. So I don't understand why they stopped doing what they did. Brady had to go back and, and start to pass and pass and, and pass some more to try to um, catch up a little bit. Not that we were down by that much, but as the game went on, all it became was that Brady's looking for short screens, whether it's to Godwin, trying to find Evans maybe. Uh, even Julio Jones got into the act. He finally caught a couple passes. One of them was for a touchdown. There was a nice run by him after he caught the ball. I liked the way he put his head down and got us into the end zone. So, But we should never be in that position at home with the weapons that we have. You, have, you can go right down the line. Uh, start, you know, when you have a, a, a team that's playing well, a lot of times the coach gets credit for it or the, the quarterback gets credit for it. Well, when they're not playing well, they have to go the other way and, and take some of the blame for it. So I have not heard the reason why they're trying to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this in order to win games. In the NFL, in order to get to the playoffs and have a successful playoff run, you have to be able to do two things. And those two things are run the ball and stop the run. That's the formula to be able to go deep into the playoffs. We're not talking about going deep into the playoffs right now. We're talking about winning a game, seeing how we lost the last three and um, you know, sitting at three and five right now. Let's just focus on winning one game. So we had the mini buy. Now, since we play Thursday, we're going to have like 10 days off or whatever and try to get back at it. But when you go to get back at it, you have to sit down and figure out what is working for you and what is not working for you. What is not working for the Bucks right now is their offensive play calling. You have receivers not in communication with Brady on, on the routes that they're running. I have never seen Mike Evans look so indecisive as he was in the game on Thursday night. I don't know what the communication mishap was, but you know he, he's, he's going one way, the pass is going the other way. Brady is trying to get the ball out of his hand quicker. He's very quick to begin with, but even quicker now due to his lack of faith in the offensive line. Quite honestly, he doesn't want to get sacked back there. couple sacks, but most of them, I believe, were coverage sacks. If you watch the film, you'll see that uh, the couple sacks that Brady did uh, incur wasn't really due to any fault except the coverage was good on those plays. So if you want to run the ball then stick with the run. We got away from it after that first series, which I don't know why. Now, Fournette goes in there, he plays well, and then you, you know, all of a sudden take him, wipe, take him out, put Rashad White in there. Now, I like White as well, but Fournette just disappeared. And then he comes back in the fourth quarter, catches some passes on some uh, screens and whatnot, which he's very effective in. So it seems to me that the play calling. Now, I don't know if Leftwich is calling the plays, if Brady is 
has the equal input into what's being called. I do know that as a quarterback, the quarterback is going to have the option to audibleize and you know overrule a play that comes in. He's the one with the ball. So I would have to think that Brady is at least 50% helping with the play selection of what's coming into his headset in the huddle. Um, at that point, he is the one that makes the decision. If he goes up to the line of scrimmage, sees something that doesn't look like it's going to work based on that play being called, he can go out there and obviously change it, which he does uh, very effectively throughout his career. What's going on right now is that he is not. He does not have time to look downfield. Now I say that he didn't against Pittsburgh. He didn't against Carolina. However, the game against Baltimore on Thursday night, the offensive line played a lot better than they have in the past. So they did give him some time. Quite honestly, um, he's back there. He's he's making some uh, quick decisions. He's missing some receivers that are open a second later because in his mind. He thinks he has to get rid of the ball sooner than he would like to. So because of that, we're getting away from our game plan. Then we go down by you know, 7, 10 points, and all of a sudden we have to play catch-up, and then he's going back and dropping dropping back 50 times in a game, which you know it's not going to work in his benefit when he has to do that. So people are calling for changes. His uh, Bowles a good head coach. He didn't have any success with uh, the Jets when he was a head coach there. Same thing going on right now. Is it Leftwich and his play calling? Is it Brady just getting older, um, being less mobile than he was? Not that he was ever mobile, but even less so at 45 years old. So those are all things that have to be looked at at the game plan and come up with something that is going to, in my opinion, you need to spread out that defense. You need to go over the top, whether it's Scotty Miller burning someone down the sideline. No, we did that in the game on Thursday, and we got the penalty. We got the pass interference. So we have to look deep at least a couple times a game to be able to keep the defense honest. Running the ball, I like the way Fournette runs. People are saying he's not running well. I, I think he is. I just think that there's nothing really there to run. The holes aren't there because the offensive line isn't doing their job. They're still trying to gel together, and it's going to take a while. Is there a while? It's coming to the point right now where there isn't a while. So you put all those things together. It's been a very frustrating uh, two months, to say the least, as a Bucks fan watching what they're doing. Now, on top of all that, you've probably all heard by now that yesterday it was made uh, public that Brady is getting a divorce from his wife there, Bunchen, uh, made it a formal announcement and, and whatnot. So everyone knew that was coming, and I'm sure that's playing a big part on Brady uh, from a mental standpoint. And he looks like he's just worn out when he's out there playing the game, when he comes out, when he's on the bench, after the game, in the locker room, whatever it might be. He looks totally spent. I haven't seen him smile. I said that last week. I haven't seen him smile in, in at least three months. And uh, I, I don't know what needs to change, but something needs to change. We don't, 
you know, everyone has things going on, and I've never seen a more widely publicized divorce from a sports figure in my life following sports. But it is what it is. They put themselves out there in that uh, public arena like that, so they're going to hear uh, what's going on. The fact is, can Brady compartmentalize what's going on in his personal life to be able to go out there and do what's best for the team. It's stepping away from the starting position as a quarterback, what's best for the team at this point? I want to ask you that question. I'd like you to go online, sportsatpower901.com, and let me know, do you think that him saying, listen, Put in Gabbard for a couple games and see what happens. Now, I personally don't think that. I don't think that Gabbard is the answer. And I don't think that he gives the Bucks a better chance of winning a game than Tom Brady in there. What I think is that you work with what you have. Tom Brady didn't forget how to throw the ball. He did not forget how to read the defense overnight. Mike Evans did not forget how to catch the ball or how to run a pattern. Fournette hasn't forgotten how to run the ball, put his head down and go. So we have to get back to the basics because the basics are where you go when you're struggling. And right now, obviously, this team is struggling. So can it be turned around? Absolutely. Absolutely can be turned around. Things need to change on defense as well. Bowles is a is known as a defensive guru there. He does a good job for the most part, but there are some players on that defensive side of the ball that really are not doing their job at this point either. So maybe the 10 days off will be good. They can sit down, um, you know, do some soul searching and come back and figure out what they need to do for the next W that we're going to be having in the next um you know, 10 days, 11 days here. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901 is the number here. Is there a cause to be concerned for the Bucks to fear a Bucks fan? Absolutely. Absolutely be concerned. Is there also hope for them right now to be able to go out there and still get a playoff berth? Yes, absolutely. Again, because of the weak division, the way the NFL is set up, if you win your division, whether you're you know, 12 and 5, or whether you're um, 8 and 9, if you win that division, you get a home playoff game. So, as bad as things are right now for the Bucks on October 29th, come the playoff time, we could very easily be hosting a first round game in the NFL playoffs. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Let's look at some of the other NFL games uh, tomorrow and Monday. This is week eight already. There's a game tomorrow morning in London with uh, Russell Wilson going at Trevor Lawrence. So that should be interesting. Don't forget to get your fantasy football uh 
roster locked in before then. We also have a Pennsylvania showdown with the Steelers and Eagles. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers trying to get back on track against the Bills. So uh, looking at all the games, the first one, the Broncos at the Jaguars. Now, both of these teams are 2-5, and five, and they will be playing uh, over in London. Like we mentioned, it should be a low-scoring game, honestly. The Broncos have the number two overall defense. They haven't really allowed more than, I think, 19 points uh, only once this season. So I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to go out there, and it's tough to bring him down. You can't sack him. He's going to go out there and probably play pretty well. I look for the um, Jags to win this game by about a touchdown. So that's my pick on that one. That'll be the uh, game to kick off the day if you're up and get everything done so you can sit down and start watching football right at 9 o'clock in the morning. So Cardinals at the Vikings. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. Uh, The Cardinals are 3-4. and four. So Arizona's trying to win their first game in Minnesota since 1977. I think they've lost nine straight uh, games to, the, to date. So it should be a, a tough challenge for Arizona. The Vikings, when they're playing at home, I mean, even though Arizona has DeAndre Hopkins back, when... The Vikings are playing at home and going on all cylinders. You have Justin Jefferson. I don't know how they're going to slow him down. I think that you have to definitely lean towards Minnesota in in this one. Even though Arizona is very good against the spread, but straight up, you have to go with uh, the Vikings on this one. I mentioned the Steelers and the Eagles game, the Battle of Pennsylvania. That game will be in Philly. It should be an interesting uh, it's a 1 o'clock game, so that'll be um, no baseball that day. The Phillies will be back in town there on Monday. So it's going to be a busy week ahead here for Philly fans. But uh, Steelers, they're going to go with Kenny Pickett, the rookie quarterback. So he's going to face an Eagles defense that's tied for the league lead with 14 takeaways and second in receptions, interceptions at nine. So they're going to come after the rookie, no doubt. I, I think, like I said, this is week eight. Uh, People are really starting to understand what they have from a team standpoint or what they don't have, if you will. Some rookies are going to beat you. Others aren't. Uh, I do think that with the Eagles firing on all cylinders, you have Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over that much. He may throw an interception. Pittsburgh's pretty good at um, their secondary like that. But overall, I don't think the Steelers haven't won uh, in Philadelphia since, I think, 1965. So I don't see it being any different right now. I think that Philly is going to come away with this game and probably win by oh, 10 points, maybe 14 points. Uh, that's my pick on that one. The Dolphins and the Lions. Dolphins are 4-3. and three. The Lions are 1-5. and five. I don't know. You talk about Tua there. He's looking to expose the Lions' secondary. Of course, they had those receivers, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Detroit has Jared Goff behind the center. So I think that it, it should be a high-scoring game, actually. But I don't believe that... 
Um, the Lions are able to come away and win this game. I'm going to go with Miami in this one. Monster, it's going to probably have a good game coming out of the backfield for Miami. So I'd go with Miami in that one. The Raiders 2-4 and four versus the Saints. The Saints are 2-5. and five. Uh, The Saints are going to stick with Andy Dalton as their permanent starter, even though that um, Coach Allen said that Jameis Winston is healthy enough to play. That's interesting in itself, but I think that when you look at Dalton back there, he, he, he doesn't really pose any threats for any other team. So the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. Um, it's going to become the fifth player in NFL history with at least 150 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown in four straight games. He'd be joining good company with that one with Larry Thompson, Priest Holmes, Terrell Davis, and Ladanian Tomlinson uh, back in 2006. So, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Saints are the 31-ranked scoring defense. So, if everything's all said and done, I look for it to be a close game. I look for the Raiders to come out ahead by about a touchdown in this game. The Bears at Cowboys. Cowboys at 5-2. and two. They're looking to go 6-2 and two. going into a bye week after that. Bears are 3-4 and four, coming off a short week with a victory that they had over New England. Justin Fields had a great breakout performance. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not sold on Fields. I, I do think that the Bears... Uh, you know they are what their record is. No, the Bears are three and four, so they're a very average team. Uh, Dak is back now for Cowboys, so I, I do think that they'll end up going six and two going into the bye week. Patriots, who we mentioned, got beat by Chicago Monday night. They'll be at the Jets. The Jets are a surprising five and two. They're hoping to end a twelve-game losing streak in this series. Uh, Mac Jones, is it going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zapp? I don't know. I don't think it really matters whoever they play in this game. I look for the Jets to actually go out and beat the Patriots this week. Can't remember if I ever said that, but that's my pick for this week. You have the Panthers at 2-5, and five, the Falcons 3-4. and four. Falcons, if they win, they're in first place in the NFC South, as we talked about the Bucks' woes earlier in the show. Um... Uh, we talk about that. We talk about Atlanta, what they have to do. We talk about the Panthers. They got rid of Christian McCaffrey last week. So they've played, it's kind of weird. The Falcons and Panthers have played the past three years on Halloween week. So that in itself is a little bit ominous, if you ask me. I think that uh, Panthers quarterback P.J. Walker is going to have a, a good game against a banged-up Atlanta defense. Atlanta, they may be able to run the ball behind a decent offensive line, but I'm not sure that they have enough to go out there and and, and beat Carolina. I think in this game, if you look, um, the Falcons running back, Tyre Algier, he's going to probably have to carry quite the load. If he has a good game, if they're able to run the ball, I think the Falcons will win. If they shut down the run, then I think the Carolina is going to win that game. Pretty much a toss-up, if you ask me. Tennessee, 4-2 and two at the Texans, who are 1-4-1. and one. Now, you fe- you're featuring Derrick Henry here, who has 536 yards rushing already, fourth in the NFL. I think that... Um, the Titans are going to get after Davis Mills. I think that if you look at the whole thing, 
Pierce has 504 rushing yards this season. Uh, Toss this one up. I'm thinking that even though Tennessee should win this one by a touchdown, I think it's going to be closer than people think. And I am going to go with uh, Tennessee in this game by about three points. 49ers at the Rams. Niners are three and four. Rams are three and three. All eyes are going to be on Christian McCaffrey tomorrow, but I think it's uh, Debo Samuel who has really given the Rams fits in the last couple of years. Uh, he's recorded a hundred scrimmage yards and a hundred and a scrimmage touchdown in six games since the start of last season. So, like I said, anyone's going to be watching Christian McCaffrey since the trade last week with the Panthers. Um, I, I do think that McCaffrey. Caffrey's going to have a good game as well. And I look for the 49ers to even their record at 4-4 four and four after this week. Giants at Seahawks. Giants are 6-1 and one going into Seattle with a record of 4-3. and three. Uh, You know, Geno Smith, I'll tell you, he's playing well. He's uh, beating expectations. On that side of the ball, I think that the Seahawks are going to score and score and score again. I think that they're going to probably put up at least 35, maybe 40 on the scoreboard. Um, I, I think that uh, if I was going to bet on this game, which I'm not going to, it would be taking Seattle over the Giants. I'm still not sold on the Giants, but we'll see what happens. Washington at the, the Colts, that's a 425 game. Antonio Gibson, I think, is going to have a good game. Um, And I also think that even though Brian Robinson has replaced him as a primary runner, the Colts do a good job of limiting runs inside. So I I do look for Gibson to have a pretty good game. And I think that when this one's all said and done, I'm going to take uh, Washington by three. Taken by a field goal on this one. You have the night game, which is going to be the Packers at the Bills. Very intriguing matchup. Now, the Packers are kind of going along the same trajectory that the Bucks have been going on this year. They're three and four. They're trying to right the ship at Buffalo, which is a very tough place to right any ship. So uh, I think that when you look at Aaron Rodgers, He's been going back and forth with this team all year long. Who's not playing well? Who needs to play better? Uh, and when it comes right down to it, Rodgers needs to get on the same page with his teammates. And no better place to do it than up there in Buffalo if they could do it. But I don't think they can. I think that Buffalo is going to end up being 6-1 and one at the end of this uh, at the night here. I'm definitely going with Buffalo probably in dramatic fashion by about 14 points. And then on Monday night, we have the Bengals at the Browns. Cleveland is 2-5, and five, hosting Cincinnati at 4-3. and three. Now, uh, Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks, I heard. Uh, Burrow doesn't really play that well up there in Cleveland. So this should be uh, an intriguing game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that you're going to see a lot of... Um, no ground ground game on this one for both teams, and I'm going to pick uh, Cincinnati to win by a field goal in this one. That's the breakdown of the rest of the games, guys. We'll be right back to talk some college football and some World Series baseball. Number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going. 
tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, college football fans. Week 9 in the NCAA landscape of college football. It's getting interesting. Uh, Georgia's still the number one team in the country in both the uh, AP Top 25 and the Coaches poll, as, lo- as well as mine, by the way. I have Georgia at one. I have Tennessee at two. I have Ohio State at three, Michigan at four, and Clemson at five. A lot of people think Ohio State is um, a better than a, uh, a two or three ranking. I, I don't think so yet. Yes, they're scoring a lot of points, 49 points in the last several games. They've got a big game today at Penn State. I think that's going to be an interesting game up there in um, Happy Valley. Whenever those two teams get together, you never know what's going to happen. Penn State is, um, I think they're 6-1 and one right now. Uh, they're in the top 13, top 14, depending on, on what you look at. But do I think they can hang with Ohio State? No, I think Ohio State's a better team. I think they'll probably win the game. But I think it's going to be closer than, um, than a lot of people think. Ohio State's a 14.5-point favorite going up there, and I think it might be a little closer than that. Um, you do have some good games. First of all, you know, condolences to the um, Coach Dooley and his family. The legendary coach at uh, Georgia, obviously, passed away. He was 90 years old, passed away yesterday. So uh, he was a great coach, and definitely the college football world is going to miss him. But as we look at some of the games uh, today, you have the aforementioned one, Ohio State and Penn State. You have Florida and Georgia. Um, what happened to Florida? What happened to Ohio, uh, to Florida State? What's up with Florida football on the college level? I'd love for someone to call and let me know. Uh, is there a lot more parity? Is it the recruiting? Uh, are we not um, being able to get some good NIL deals? What's up with the uh, landscape here in Florida? 813-877-448-7901. Uh, Florida will be at Georgia, like I mentioned. Oklahoma State at Kansas State maybe one of the best games today. Both of these teams have the firepower to go out there and, and put some points on the scoreboard. So that's going to be interesting to watch. You have a um, another good SEC matchup with Tennessee, who's either the second or the third-ranked team in the country, however you want to look at it. They'll be hosting Kentucky in a game later on this afternoon. So Tennessee's a 12-point favorite right now, and I think that Kentucky is going to go out there and uh, – Give them a battle as well. No easy games at this point. You have Stanford at UCLA. Uh, UCLA is in the mix of, of top teams, and I do look for them to cover that spread of 16.5 points against Stanford. 
later on. Notre Dame is at Syracuse. Syracuse had a tough game last week. They had a chance to win it. They didn't pull it out, but they're still up there. And I think that as a uh, two-point favorite against Notre Dame, we're going to see what kind of team they have this week. And I I look for it to be a close game. And I just think that Notre Dame might hand Syracuse their second loss in as many weeks. And then you have TCU, um, who's probably the you know, fifth or sixth ranked team playing West Virginia. That should be a good game. And Pitt at North Carolina is another interesting one um, that I think North Carolina is a three-point favorite in that one. I think that they're going to end up um, winning that game. But we talk about college football, uh, Miami, we talk about the, the teams down here in the state. Well, Miami just landed the number four recruit in the 23 class cornerback by the name of McLean so that might help but I am interested to see what you guys have to say about why the drop off in the play of, of the, the major players in college football from you know, the state of Florida I'm talking about obviously the Gators I'm talking about Florida State I'm talking about the University of Miami um, let me know what you think is the reason why we're having a downturn in the um and the wins, basically, is, is, is the question. So the number here, like I said, is 877-448-7901. Let me know what you think is the game of the week. Do you think it's going to be the one at Happy Valley with Ohio State at Penn State? Do you think it's going to be Notre Dame at Syracuse or maybe the TCU game? Love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Ten Star Tree and Landscaping is on the air reminding Americans to stand tall and show support to the brave and honorable men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts each and every day should never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Ten Star Tree and Landscaping. For the very best in residential and commercial tree service and landscaping, call Ten Star Tree and Landscaping today and mention this ad for 20% off at 813-680-9139. 813-680-9139. That's Ten Star Tree and Landscaping. They're professionals who care. Now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. The Lightning are back on the ice. They're going about the, the second week of playing right now. They'll be playing the San Jose Sharks later on today. That's a 4.30. The puck drops at 4.30. Um, right now, the Lightning are 4-4, four and four, eight points total. So it's a little bit early to start talking about the Lightning. I think that... Um, it's a long season, of course. Anytime you start putting some new players into the mix, like the Lightning need to do every year, uh, I, I think that overall it takes a little while for them to start to mesh together as a team, like we did last year and the year before that. Obviously, Stamkos still playing great, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do against San Jose later on today. Uh, the World Series, you have the Philadelphia Phillies from the National. National League going to Houston to play the Astros in two games. Um, game was yesterday, and then we have a game today. After that, the, sh- the series shifts over to Philly, where they play three games Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
and then uh, travel day Thursday and then Friday, Saturday for six and seven if they should need those last two games. It's been a very interesting year for baseball. We talk about the analytics. Everyone's talking about the, the velocity speed, the exit speed of the ball when it leaves the stadium, uh, the shifting of, of the players, which will be illegal next year, by the way. But when you're looking at this World Series, you have two teams right now. One of them is a team that looks pretty unbeatable top to bottom, the Houston Astros, the pitching staff that they have. You have Verlander, who has won everything, pretty much a couple Cy Youngs, two or three Cy Youngs, a World Series ring. However, he does not have a win in the World Series. So we're going to see what happens with, with him this weekend doing that. So you have a team that looks pretty much unbeatable. They haven't lost a game in the playoffs this year yet, playing a team from the Philadelphia that just looks like a team of destiny, if you ask me. They're out there. Um, they really don't care who they play. If you listen to the the players and the fans, they truly enjoy what's going on in Philly right now. If you're a Philly sports fan, between the Eagles being undefeated, the Phillies in the World Series, um, you know, and then you have the, the Flyers off to a good start as well. Sixers, well, we'll talk about the Sixers some other time, I guess. But uh, right now, good to be a sports fan in Philly. But getting back to the game, I think if you look at what needs to be done, if you're a Houston fan, just go out there and keep the momentum going. Like I said, they haven't lost a game at all in the postseason. And they feel as though no matter who they're playing, they can go out there and just keep on cruising and winning. Altuve finally got a couple hits. He's uh, maybe back in stride. So that's good if you're a Houston fan. On the other side of the coin, Philly doesn't care who they're playing. Um, no one thought they would be this far. They were the sixth seed. In the um, National League, they were the third wild card team, uh, but they're able to go out there and, and get this far. They've really talk about teams getting hot at the right time. Uh, Houston's just playing well. They look like a well-oiled machine, but Philly, they haven't been that way all season long. Thompson took over as a skipper. Uh, earlier in the year when there were probably seven games under 500 and he's really done a great job with this team Harper you see what he's doing at the plate you have Schwarber up there uh, Real Muto uh, a whole bunch of guys on that Philly team that you get a feeling they something special about that unit whether or not they have enough to go out there and uh, beat Houston four times out of seven yet is yet to be seen but I am looking forward to watching those games this weekend. Guys, that's all the time we have. A lot more to get to. We're going to be talking more about the Bucks next week and what they need to be doing to get ready for the game and see what changes have been made, if any, between now and then. Go to sportsatpower901.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you want to talk about, if anything special on the show next time. Thanks for all the listeners out there. The show's growing every week. I appreciate that. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time. You've been in the gymnasium on Power 90.1.